Welcome to Weight Loss and Wellness for Real, the podcast where people like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the physical and mental weight so you can feel better and live the life you want in the body and mind you want. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating, overeating, binging behaviors, and move to a place of freedom with food and your body, you're in the right place. Just a reminder that this podcast represents my own opinions. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your doctor or healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. Hi friends and welcome. I'm glad you're here. This is episode 51 of the podcast, Weight Loss and Wellness for Real. As promised from last week's episode, I am tackling the topic of boundaries today. We're going to talk about why they are so important for our mental and emotional health, but also why they are so important for our physical health. And especially for those of you listening who are trying to lose some weight for good, we are going to talk about how to begin to implement healthy, loving boundaries in our lives as uh, with others, with relationships, as well as with food. Before we get started, though, just a couple of things. You can head over to my website, heatherheinen.com. From there, you can request appointments. Uh, you can also sign up for my monthly newsletter that I send out um, with all different things on well-being. Often, I include a recipe. There's also discount codes that I send through that. Uh, so definitely go over and sign up for that. Uh, from there, you can also get to my social media handles. You can email me questions to include in my podcast, this one or my other podcast, the Heather Heinen Intermittent Fasting Podcast. Um, yeah, feel free to email me questions. Often I do incorporate them into both of my podcasts. You can also head over to our Facebook group that is all about intermittent fasting. If you're interested in that or you are already an intermittent faster, that is called Intermittent Fasting Lifestyle for Weight Loss, Maintenance, and Health. We'd love to have you over there. Okay, so let's get into boundaries. I'm going to talk about boundaries in general for a bit, but stay tuned because I will connect it to food and weight loss and how you can implement some practical strategies with boundaries to help make weight loss quicker and easier. But let's talk first about what exactly boundaries are. So a boundary by definition by definition terms is a limit or a space between you and another person. It's a clear place where you begin and the other person ends. And if you are in the mental health field at all or have ever done any counseling um, or anything, worked with anyone in addiction or things like that, uh, you've probably heard the word codependency and enmeshment. Those are all clinical terms which basically mean you know, these relationships that are enmeshed or that are codependent, that there are not healthy boundaries in place. So boundaries are often psychological or emotional, but obviously they can also be physical. And boundaries really help to define our own sense of self. It re- they really help to separate our needs, our desires, our thoughts, and our feelings from those of others. They're like, you know, the, di- the dividing lines between ourselves and everyone else, and they help make us 
an individual from the group. And boundaries also help us know our limits about how much, um, I guess I would use the word baggage, if you will, you can take on from other people. When we set strong and appropriate healthy boundaries, we help other people know how to treat us. Boundaries let us know how much time, money, emotional resources, or energy we can afford to give. I hope you are finding something useful from these episodes and this podcast. And if so, please share it with someone else in your life you feel it could benefit. This podcast is also now monetized. So if you really feel you are getting a lot from it and want to help keep it going, please go to the episode show notes. You can just scroll down from wherever you're listening. You'll see a description of the episode and then you will see it says support this podcast and then there's a link you can click on. You can click on that link and that's where you can support the podcast. Even the smallest donation like 99 cents helps to keep me producing the podcast. And to those of you who have donated, I really, really appreciate the support. I really do appreciate all of you listening and sharing the space with me. Again, just very thankful for all of you. So why are boundaries important? Why do we even need them? They, they really are that aspect in our lives that allow us to feel safe in relationships, which I want you to think about for a moment. Safety in a relationship is truly what makes for a healthy relationship. If we feel safe in a relationship, that is when we can create the most healthy, beautiful, intimate relationships. And for many of us, our relationships are what bring meaning and depth and joy to our lives. So boundaries give us protection to our bodies, our thinking, our feelings, and our behaviors as we assess the words and actions of others. So our own loving, healthy boundaries are what help us to choose wisely in our relationships where we do feel safe and can create those very, um, you know, joyful, intimate, meaningful relationships with others. And by the way, a lot of times, you know, when we're talking about this, we're thinking of maybe our partners in life, our spouses, but this goes into all our relationships and also, you know, with our kids as well. So just something to be thinking about there. Setting boundaries will make others feel safe around us and allow us to feel safe in our environment together. It's boundaries, they're they're a way that we exhibit self-respect and that is what actually increases the respect shown to us by others. You know, we really have to have these boundaries that show others we have this self-respect And that's then what gets reciprocated to us by others. Intact boundaries give um, a very measured protection to our bodies, our thinking, our feelings, and our behaviors as we evaluate and assess the words and actions of other people in our lives. We, We filter our experiences through our cognitive mind, and our feelings. Through the use of our boundaries, we determine which words and actions we are willing to accept and what we are going to block uh, when they are unacceptable. So setting boundaries, uh, they're also 
beneficial for more than just defining our identity. Having them in place limits our exposure to stress and our body's production of adrenaline and cortisol when we do get stressed. And if you've been listening to me for a while, you do hear me say a lot how adrenaline and cortisol, you know, the hormone released when we are stressed and it's cascade of interactions in the body, which leads our bodies to not wanting to release fat. This is a little bit how it goes into weight loss. Um, Remember, it's very hard to lose weight when we are stressed. So boundaries protect our mental, emotional, and physical well-being. Now, here's some things about boundaries. They really can be flexible. And this usually happens with those we trust the most, people we're closest to. Um, and, and it's because of their flexibility that boundaries can be a little tricky too. The boundaries can change with different times in our lives, different circumstances, with different people, different situations. So there's, you know, my point is there's no hard, fast rules forever and ever. And another thought I just want to throw out there about boundaries is that boundaries are very culturally specific. So most of you listening live here in the U.S. Actually, there are some listeners listening in other countries. It's kind of cool because I get to see those stats through the site I use to record these podcasts or these episodes. Um, But anyway, here in our culture, we highly value individuality. And just, it's just a reminder, remember, this is not the case in many other cultures, you know, but for our purposes today, the biggest thing I want you to think of when it comes to boundaries is to understand that they are a way to take care of ourselves. Okay. So, you know, we're not going to get into all the different cultural appropriation on how, uh, you know, different cultures have different boundaries and all those things. It is just to recognize we, if you are listening here in the U.S., we are a very individualistic society. We value individualism. And so obviously I am, you know, my perception, my worldview is skewed through that. And, um, you know, and that is just because I grew up here and that's part of a value system and all those things. But I did just want to mention that because some of the things I talk about might not be valued um, or appropriate for other cultures who don't put the individual uh, individualism at such a high prioritized value. And by the way, neither is right or wrong. You know, we just have different cultures, so it's fine. Anyway, biggest takeaway I want everyone to take away from this is that boundaries is really a form of self-care. It is aware, a way that we take care of ourselves so that we can take care of others around us. When we understand how to set and maintain healthy boundaries, we can avoid the feelings of resentment, disappointment, and anger that build up when limits are being pushed. So here are some questions you can ask yourself to find out what your current boundaries are like. You know, this might be new work for you. You might not quite understand how this all works. Um, So I'm going to give you some questions to really ask yourself and It'll kind of give you a clue if maybe you need to work on boundary setting a bit. Okay, here are the questions. Do you feel like you maybe get too involved with other people's problems? Do you find it difficult or uncomfortable to say no to others' requests? Do you overshare personal information with others? Do you seek to please others for fear of rejection? Do you ever come away from a meeting or 
telephone conversation with friends, family, or anyone else feeling depleted, anxious, or wound up? If so, if you answered yes to any of these, your boundaries have been breached. You have not honored your boundaries, okay? So answering yes to any of these, I'm also going to hazard a guess that you also might have some difficulty setting boundaries with yourself around food. Now, this has been me to a T. So just personal um, information here for all of you. You know, I understand boundaries. I've read about boundaries. I teach about boundaries. I counsel about boundaries, you know, all these things. So you could kind of say I'm an expert in this field. And I will tell you, I still struggle with boundaries. So I just want to throw that out there. But that's also why I'm, like I said, I'm hazarding guess could be right or wrong. But if you answered yes to any of those things, um, my guess is that you also might have some difficulty setting boundaries with yourself around food. So we're going to table the food comment for just a second and go back to those questions I just asked you. The, The people who struggle the most with setting and maintaining healthy boundaries are typically ones who are very focused on pleasing others. And those of us who struggle with people pleasing use this behavior, you know, we people please to gain validation from others um, to help us feel like we're worthy, okay? So so follow me here. We do this because we feel unworthy at our core, and so we subconsciously seek validation for our worthiness from others. So we work really hard to please others to fill this hole, this emptiness, this, you know, this belief that we are not at our core okay, that we are not worthy. So let me give you an example. Um, I'm going to use the name Sarah, totally making up the name, but just to make the example easier. So Sarah grew up with messages and behaviors from others that programmed her to really believe she was not worthy. Okay. So at her core, she has this core belief she is not worthy. She lives with a very strong inner critic voice that goes off often saying things in the background of her mind all day long, like you're terrible at this. You always do that wrong. You're so ugly, et cetera. You know, and remember these unconscious, these thoughts are often unconscious until we bring them, until we do this work and bring them into the light, but they're unconscious, subconscious, and they play in the background of her mind all day and every day. And because of these thoughts, remember now thoughts are going to create feelings. So because those thoughts are playing back there, she often feels sad, lonely, disappointed in herself, scared and fearful. But when she overextends herself by always being there for others, being the listening ear, always being the one who helps others out, being the mediator within her family of origin, um, or maybe with her friends, taking care of all the housework at home, taking care of everything that has to do with her kids, giving herself um, to volunteering to do all the things at her kid's school, the church, performing above and beyond at work, all to get some validation from others that she is enough and she is worthy. But here's the problem with this. Most often, no one says anything. You know, no one's giving her praise all the time or acknowledges everything she's doing. 
And so after some time, she begins to feel extremely resentful and angry. So here's a clue. If you know, if you're relating to any of this, or maybe you don't, but you often find you are just feeling resentful and angry, then these would be things to really look into. Are some of these things going on for you? Are you are you trying to please others to gain that validation, to fill that hole of unworthiness? And then not getting it because that's just not how we work as humans. We don't give to each other like that all the time. And so then feeling resentful and angry. Okay, so and so now Sarah is often feeling unworthy, angry, and resentful. And her close relationships start to falter over time. And so now she begins to feel depressed and and the spiral downward and all this negative emotion continues. And this is why boundary setting becomes so incredibly important in our lives. Boundaries go really, really deep. They go straight to the heart of our belief in our own worthiness, straight to our sense of ourselves that we are enough. Without this belief about ourselves, that we are enough, that we are worthy, we are never going to be able to live the life we truly want to live and as the people we truly want to be. And that really is the bottom line of so much psychology um, and so many of the issues that many of us suffer with. So I'm gonna, let me, I'm going to sidetrack just a second. Let me just share an interesting side note here. The more a person feels empathy for another, I'm kind of thinking of Sarah in, in the example, <laughs> um, but also many of us in the helping profession and, and those sorts of things. But the more a person feels empathy for another, now remember what empathy is. Empathy is when we can sit with someone and we actually feel what they're feeling, right? So sympathy is when we feel bad for what someone's going through, like we feel bad for them. Empathy is really kind of, getting into that other person's shoes, truly feeling the emotion ourselves, truly feeling what the other person is feeling. That's empathy. Okay, so the more a person feels empathy for another, the more in-depth those feelings are, the more the person behaves eventually in a non-pro-social way. This is one of the most interesting research studies that I learned about. Um, and this has actually been proven time and time, time and time again in some very solid research studies. Because, you know, really, I think for most of us, this is really counterintuitive. You know, I, okay, so if I experience very high empathy for others, isn't it obvious I will behave in a very pro social way, right? Like, I'm going to really help this person out. And like the more I feel empathy, the more I really get into other people's difficult feelings, the more I am going to be helpful and be very pro-social. But actually, as human beings, this is not at all what we do. And this was so fascinating. It's fascinating to me. Um, Really what that points to is that's a person with no emotional boundaries, right? So we take on the feelings of others to where we embody the feelings ourselves. And then we, this over, I'm going to just, I'm going to call it over empathizing then leads a person to feel so intensely themselves. So now I'm over empathizing. So I am 
feeling this other person's feeling so intensely and so overwhelming myself that then what comes up for me is a feeling of resentment and therefore I'm going to behave in a less pro-social way. By the way, if you really want to take a look at this research, because it is fascinating, um, some of this research is in a book called Behave by Robert, I think you pronounce it Sapolsky. Um, It's a book I read a while ago. It's so good, by the way, if you're into any of the, um, I mean, he just breaks it way down, all the neurochemicals, hormones, all that sort of thing. But a friend brought this book up to me a couple weeks ago, and I had it... um, I had it on Kindle. So I was, I was rereading and, you know, this part of the book came up and I was just like, oh yeah, that's so wild. I remember reading that, you know? So again, the idea here is if you are an over empathizer, you know, if you're empathizing too much, what you actually will start to create is feelings of resentment within yourself. And then you actually behave in very non-pro-social ways. Like, you kind of end up going into this mode of screw you, I'm not helping you, I'm done, you know, that sort of thing. So, you know, if, if you empathize easily with others, you want to make sure you are very good at setting personal boundaries because you really, really need those boundaries then for yourself so that you don't go into that negative spiral of resentment. So the perfect pro-social combination is empathizing with others while being able to detach. So I feel your feelings, but I recognize they are not my feelings. You see that little tiny part of detachment. So I can empathize and detach and therefore be more helpful and caring to you. So, you know, if I have that skill, I'm not going to build up resentment and sabotage a healthy relationship. And there's also research done by none other than Brene Brown herself uh, that concludes that people with the strongest boundaries are the most compassionate. And see, now we know why, right? So the people who have the strongest boundaries are the most compassionate and that's because we, we then don't build up resentment. So these people are free to be extremely compassionate. So by the way, this trait is imperative for a good therapist or really anyone in a helping profession. So if you, you know, and this would just be something to know, um, you know, if you're interviewing therapists or counselors or doctors or, you know, anything like that, that, you know, you want to, I mean, you can't outright ask them, do you have good boundaries or not? But sometimes from your initial conversation, you get can get a sense if they have some good, healthy boundaries in place. But that is something you'd want to look for. Um, so also then, if we kind of move a little bit over then into the weight loss world, you know, if you're looking to lose weight for good and finding a healthy relationship with food, then... This also speaks to we do not want to set ourselves up for feelings of resentment, right? And if you are feeling resentment with yourself, like, and this gets into restriction, if you're restricting too much or if you have restricting thoughts around food, uh, you're going to have a really hard time um, having those loving boundaries in place. You are 
instead going to have these feelings of resentment with food that then eventually take you down that rabbit hole of negative emotions. And then most likely you will end up overeating at some point. Okay, so back to boundaries, going straight to that sense of self that we are enough and worthy. So a person with healthy boundaries understands that making their expectations clear helps in two ways. It establishes what behavior we will accept from other people, and it establishes what behavior other people can expect for you. So if you have healthy boundaries, you know you might share personal information appropriately, so not too much, not too little. You understand your personal needs and wants, so you're very clear on that. You understand, you know what your personal needs and wants are, and sometimes that takes a little work, and you know how to communicate them in a loving way. You value your own opinion, You accept when others tell you no. If when other people tell you no and you have an emotional reaction to that, that tells you some boundary work needs to be done. So bottom line is that healthy boundaries are knowing how to separate your feelings or, you know, your stuff from someone else's. So let's talk about learning to set loving boundaries for ourselves. Here's how it works. When we learn to set loving boundaries for ourselves, we, we create space for our own needs, our own wants to be met by ourselves. And actually, if you believe in a higher power at all, this is where your spirituality can kind of come into play. But when we set loving boundaries, we stop looking to others or to food or drink to fulfill our empty self spaces, I call them. So we give ourselves enough space and stillness to let what we need and want come up. Because I promise you, my friends, what comes up in these spaces of stillness is not going to be chocolate cake and wine. When, when we create stillness in our minds through setting boundaries, when we create that stillness and space through setting boundaries, we can tune in to our authentic selves. We, we can learn more about ourselves. Our creativity comes up. We, we create space and time for ourselves to enjoy ourselves, our relationship with ourselves. If, if we are caught in the cycle of helping and doing and fixing and pleasing everyone else in our lives, our children, our spouses, our friends, our coworkers, our boss, our clients, because we believe this is you know, the right thing to do or because we're supposed to take care of everyone or because we learn that as children due to circumstances we grew up in. If we give and give and give until we have nothing left to give, we burn out. Uh, We fade into exhaustion, into resentment. There's that word again, which is one of the four horsemen of, you know, killing our relationships. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go to John Gottman's stuff. He's amazing when it comes to relationship stuff. I took one of his courses, so I use a lot of his stuff when I'm dealing with clients with relationship issues, when I deal with my own relationship issues, you know, but that resentment is what we really want to stay away from. But anyway, you know, so if we, we believe we have to keep doing all this for everyone else, it does lead to that resentment. It can lead to physical illness. And in fact, you know, have you ever wished to be sick so that you would not feel guilty about not doing? I I know I have. And, and I guess to me, that's really, really sad. 
you know, that's not a healthy, vibrant, vital, energetic, full life. If you burn out because you can't set loving boundaries with others, with yourself and with food or drink, you eventually can't give anyone else anything. So some of us get addicted to helping others and, and like, sacrificing ourselves. And and this can get into that martyr syndrome and we want to be really careful of that. I I do believe that, you know, I I really do believe we are here to serve as humans. We are here to serve each other, but we want to serve from a joyful, energetic space. And, And this requires serving ourselves as well. This, you know, does tend to make some people uncomfortable and Setting boundaries will often make your loved ones uncomfortable because they're not used to it, you know, especially if you've always been the one with no boundaries. Um, This just speaks to we really do teach people how to treat us. Boundaries are about resolving our own issues instead of focusing on other people's issues and what they need to do. It's understanding what we actually have control over ourselves By the way, that's it. That's all we have control over ourselves. And what we don't, we do not have control over others. Others get to choose what they want to do. We do not have control over others. It's understanding we can manage ourselves without a need for permission from others or validation from others. So if you've been listening so far and you're thinking things like, this is me, or what I'm saying is really resonating with you, or you're feeling a little anxious even listening to this, or have some heightened feelings going on, then that might be your clue that this is really important work for you to start setting some loving boundaries. So let's talk about how to start doing this. There are some practical strategies for starting to set boundaries. So here's Here's just some general tips to keep in mind. Start really small. If you do not have a lot of boundaries in place already, it can be really overwhelming trying to do do it all. So build them up really slowly. Set them early. If you if you start a new relationship, put them into place right away. Established relationships do make it tougher to start implementing them. It still needs to be done, by the way. It's still important to do, but just a reminder that the earlier you make your boundaries clear in your relationships, the easier it is. And then be consistent. This is huge. Do not let your boundaries slide. Stand strong with your boundaries. If you let it go here and there, if you let your boundary go here and there, it's really confusing for the other people and especially your children, by the way. So remember that your boundaries with others are going to be different for different types of relationships. Professional boundaries are going to be very different than boundaries with close personal relationships. And if you want some practice with boundary setting before you launch into it with your work or personal relationships, practice with your social media. I really found this was helpful and has been helpful for some clients who I'm coaching and helping with in setting more boundaries, more loving boundaries for themselves. And um, social media is a great way to do it because it stretches many, many of us, but there's a lot less negative consequences. And so you can get kind of good at it before you implement it into your more important relationships. So you know, so here's the example. If you have people who pop up with posts on your social media that create negative feelings for you, it really is time to unfollow them. And and this is setting healthy boundaries for your emotional life. So personal example, my social media feed is super heavily edited. I mean, 
I have had no problem setting boundaries there. It's in, well, I did at first, but after this practice, I've been doing this for years. And, um, at this point, you know, my social media feed is incredibly heavily edited. Um, all I see in my social media are positive, inspiring people, um, biking and climbing and travel posts. Cause I love that stuff. Nature posts inspiring accounts, the moment something or someone pops up with something negative or creates anxiety for me, and by the way, this may not to other people, but when I feel those things, um, I just simply unfollow them. Uh, Social media for me is about inspiration and positive connection only. That is my boundary. By the way, this doesn't mean that has to be your boundary, right? Like you may do fine with and enjoy maybe some, um, I don't know what things would I never thought things like when people get political and you know, there's some back and forth information that's maybe a little controversial, you know, that sort of thing. That is not for me. I, I have enough of that in my life and my mind already. So, you know, social my boundary is social media for me is inspiration and positive connection only. And so I do not allow negative accounts to be part of my emotional life. So I set very strict boundaries for myself and what comes into my psyche through social media. And by the way, this is one of the most freeing and empowering things in my life that I've ever done. Highly recommend it. Okay, so first thing you want to do here is figure out what you want from your various relationships and write it out. Um, If you need help with starting this work, do this thought experiment. Where do I find myself feeling angry or resentful? Where do I find myself whining or complaining? Most often, these are the places or with the people you need to be setting boundaries with. Remember that the areas we complain about the most in life are directly tied to the places where we need firmer boundaries, okay? So if there are people or a person in your life you constantly find yourself wanting to vent on or complain about, that means directly you need firmer boundaries in place. Once you have identified a need to set a boundary, do it clearly, calmly, firmly, respectfully, and in as few words as possible, Okay, as few words as possible. Do not justify, get angry, or apologize for the boundary you are setting. Remember, you are not responsible for the other person's reaction to the boundary you are setting. You are only responsible for communicating your boundary in a respectful manner to them. So plan on a negative reaction, expect it, but stand very firm. When you first start this self-care practice, you might have feelings of selfishness, guilt, or embarrassment come up when you set a boundary. Do it anyway and remind yourself you have the right to self-care. By the way, reminding yourself with things like this help build that worthiness. Sentences like this begin to fill in that I am not enough psychological hole right? So I have the right to self-care. That helps to start filling that hole. Setting boundaries takes practice. It's a skill and it also takes determination. Say no when you mean no and say yes when you mean yes. And I'm going to cover this in depth in the episode after this one when you know I'm going to um, 
well, we're going to learn together how to say no when we mean no, as well as saying no to ourselves. Sorry, that was Cassie jumping into a paper bag. As, as well as learning how to say no when we mean no, as well as saying no to ourselves with food and drink and doing this all without feeling guilty or resentful. Finally, I would highly recommend developing a support system of people who respect your boundaries. Sometimes we really need to edit our relationships and get rid of toxic people from our lives. Um, these would be people who manipulate, abuse, and try to control you. I'm going to end with some examples of what to say when setting boundaries because I know some of you out there really like some very detailed examples. So here are just some examples of setting boundaries. I know you said you're joking, but it felt more like a jab than a joke. I know I said I could help you, but after looking at my schedule, I can't fit it in. Please do not tell me what to do. I prefer if you support me by listening. I'm learning to trust myself. Therefore, I'd like to decide without input from others. I know you're speaking from experience and I hope things will work out differently for me. It's a personal manner and I want to keep it private. Okay, so in none of those do you hear the word, I'm sorry or I'm sorry, but keep your sorry out of your boundaries. Being straightforward about what bothers you is going to help you experience fewer situations where people repeatedly bother, offend, or mistreat you. Okay, final wrap up. You've learned about the importance of setting boundaries for your mental and emotional health. And here's the thing, loving and healthy boundary setting trickles down to your physical health as well. It is going to influence your weight loss behavior if you can keep weight loss, weight off for good. It is going to influence your physical health. As you practice setting healthy boundaries for yourself, you are practicing self-care. You are filling the hole of not enough. You are building the muscle of belief that you are worthy And as your belief system about yourself begins to shift into these directions of worthiness and that you are enough, you will find you go to food and drink less and less to fill that unworthiness hole. Really take this in. Setting healthy boundaries for yourself creates physical health and weight loss as well. You will also find, and and this is what the next episode will be about, is how learning the skill of healthy boundary setting in your relationships crosses over exactly to your boundaries in your food and drink and relationship. Next episode, we're going to talk specifically about using the skill of setting loving boundaries and how that gets transferred over to our boundaries with food in a loving way that creates more weight loss that lasts. And this is a skill that can work really well for more feelings of freedom around food, which so many of you get in touch with me about, like just wanting that freedom from food issues. So stay tuned next week um, as I'll be continuing with the boundaries, but the episode will, um, I think I'm going to title it The Art of Saying No. Uh, there is a book out there called that, and I just love it. Um, but anyway, saying no to requests we don't have the energy for, no to more things on our plate, no to the extra donut or whole bag of chips, and how to say no without the guilt or resentment attached, and how to say no, no to ourselves with food and drink and not feel so disappointed or angry about it. Okay, I hope you learned something from this episode that you can implement in your own life this week. Please pass the episode along to anyone you feel might benefit. 
And thank you so much for sharing the space with me. Did you know you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. And get in touch with questions on all things I offer, like online courses for overeating, weight loss, goal attainment, and also my coaching and counseling services.